pullover. Lean in. It's time for the Soft Shoulder Podcast. I am your host, Danette Relic of Radical Creative Sanctuary, inviting spaciousness for your mind and your heart. Welcome. I'm glad you're here. The Soft Shoulder is your time. Your time to slow down and fuel up on self-love support so you can make the most of your gorgeous life. Join me here. Everyone needs a soft shoulder. Hello there. This is just a little note before we get into today's episode. Um, It's another episode where I am taking you out with me in the out of doors. There's a woodpecker, there's some dogs. It all comes rolling beautifully, metaphorically into the content of the podcast. Now I am working out the kinks on this. So there's you know, there's, it's a little breathy with the recording device and it's a little windy. So there's some times where the sound is a little muffled. Thank you very much for listening patiently through those moments. I promise you, I don't think it's, um, you can still hear my voice and those moments pass as quickly as they come. So in the spirit of um, everything is temporary, <laughs> I appreciate you spending time here. Let's get into it. Here you go. Well, I don't know about you, but more than ever, I have been needing a soft shoulder. It feels like the world's wearing some gladiator shoulder pads, like with all the spikes. (laughs) Is that what gladiators were? I don't know. Um, Welcome back. Thank you so much for joining. I appreciate your being here. I appreciate your time. And we had success. We had success last time with the uh, en plein air recording. Uh, I am back in the park. I'm on location (laughs) on a bench near a baseball diamond. And it's really nice to be talking to you out here in the elements. Um, I feel like it's shifted the nature of the conversation. Um, Anyway, so I'm excited about this turn of events. Um, funny, uh, because everyone is staying home, I used to have a space that would be very quiet and, uh, was really great for recording. And now everyone in the household who used to go to work is home, including a little tiny, adorable baby who's not quiet. So (laughs) now it's like, oh, the baseball diamonds, the quiet place to record. Great. Wonderful. And I get fresh air. I'm taking you with me. So welcome back. Um, As I was walking and thinking about you, I was, uh, I heard this little noise. (laughs) That's a terrible impression of a woodpecker. It was way more um, precise than that. It was so cool. I don't hear them that often. And it was like, it sounds like a little machine. It's so neat. And I started thinking about repetition. (laughs) I started thinking about, you know, what would happen if the woodpecker just went with one peck and then just like, well, forget it. (laughs) This isn't happening. This tree isn't moving. Let's get out of here. I give up. No, it's like the repetitive little bursts of repetitive taps that are the key and the persistence of um, getting the job done. And I think that it's so, we are not as wise as the woodpecker. Um, (laughs) Whereas we try something once, sometimes, 
And, uh, and it's just like, well, I guess that's it. Try the door once. I guess it's locked. Try dating once. Oh, guess I'll be alone forever, you know? And, um, it's great to take a step back and look at that with humor, uh, and compassion because I think it is, I've seen a lot of humans do it in lots of different areas of their life, myself included. And, um, I want to encourage you today to remember that we show up repeatedly, that we have to keep doing things over and over again. And that doesn't mean we've done them wrong. Um, (laughs) you know, if you're someone who makes your bed, um, (laughs) no judgment if you just don't make your bed. Those are like two different philosophies. But if you're someone who makes your bed, you know, you don't see yourself as a failure because you need to do it again. You do it again because that's what it does. And we, you know, we eat several times a day, every day, um, because we have to, not because we didn't do it right the first time. So um, under these circumstances, there is a lot. I feel like I've said this a billion times. There's a lot going on right now. And I know so many of you had a lot going on before the global, you know, collective, all of us together had this other bigger thing going on that's uniting everybody in, uh, you know, both struggle and hope. So, um, as always, you can never have too much compassion sauce, pour it on, pour it on thick and remember that, you know, these are unusual times. So it looks like we'll be slowing down for a while, as I mentioned in the the last episode. And, you know, there's this like urgency and confusion. There's a lot of chaos. I have seen a lot of people kind of just unsure of what they should do. You know, what do I do? What's the thing to do? What are, what's, what are those people doing? Oh, I don't like that. What are those people doing? And it's, uh, there's a lot of confusion. So when there's a lot of confusion, usually I take to the journal. Um, lately, I have been taking to the sound journal, which is very similar to this. And uh, I've been walking around. So Before I started recording, I was like, all right, I need to get centered. I'm going to ask, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm coming up. My mind was racing and I was like, I need to know what the question is because I'm coming up with all kinds of solutions. But if you ask me to know what problem are you solving? I was like, hang on a second. I have no freaking idea what problem I'm solving. I'm, my mind is just spinning. It's adorable. It's just playing and spinning. So I was like, okay, what's the question? So listener, this is very helpful. When your mind is a racing, <laughs> uh, pause for a second. That is the most powerful thing I think you can do is pause. And just inquire for a second, like, what question are we answering? What problem are we solving? Like, what am I all wrapped up in right now? If you're unclear, awesome, you caught it. Pause again. Pause again and, you know... Our brains are like, I've been um, really enjoying the dog watching in this park. Um, God, it's so exciting. And I, <laughs> I was in High Park a few days ago and from a distance was watching uh, other people's dogs. <laughs> and there was a greyhound and it was so exciting because, man, it was like a little rocket. Like, a, oh, it's just so fun to watch. Um, so I've been watching a lot of dogs racing around. And, you know, from what I know of dogs, you know, 
they, they want to command, right? They want to know what they're supposed to be doing. The ones who <laughs> are interested <laughs> in that relationship with their human being. Um, and like, you have to tell them what to do. Like, they're like, am I sitting? Am I getting the ball? Am I coming? Am I fetching? What am I doing? And your mind is similar to the dog in the sense that it will take a command and it'll just follow it. And so you want to be really clear about what you're giving it, right? If you're throwing your brain, <laughs> throwing your brain a bone and it's like the bone of panic and chaos, your brain will chase it. Your brain will chase it in circles and it won't really stop because that's, you know, it's doing its job, right? That's what a brain does. It answers. It looks for answers for the questions you're throwing it. So once you've noticed, you've paused, you've noticed, oh, what problem am I solving? What question am I answering? You're not sure. Great. Pausing again. Now you get to actively choose what question you want to answer. And I say want because you do get to choose the question. So when I just did this, I'll give you an example. Um, I was walking around. I was visiting my little uh, art installation that I have over here. Um, no one has smushed them. It's great. They're still there. And I was walking and I said, okay, I gotta, you know, what's the question? What's the question I'm going to answer? And then the first question that popped up real quick, so sneaky was what should I be doing right now? Show of hands. What's the, <laughs> what word is the like yellow flag word in that sentence? Should. So even that question, I was like, ah, that's hilarious. Okay. No, that's not helpful. Should is going to come and bring up all of, you know, the things that are coming from guilt, from pressure, from outside of you. You're not tapping into your inner wisdom with the word should. Should is a great word to signal that there's some like, it's like a little alarm. <laughs> if you notice that you're like, hold on, hold on, slow down. Let's take the word should out of here. Let's have something more empower, uh, empowering. Let's have something more creative, right? It is your mind. You be careful what bone you throw at it. <laughs> I'm nervous about this metaphor. Um, <laughs> so I saw myself answer should, and then I'm like, oh, okay. And then I changed it to what could I be doing right now? And I considered that for a moment. Also, I chose not that to use that question. And I'm going to tell you why. Because even though could is better than should, could is like, well, what could I do right now? This is a brainstorming kind of question. What are the possibilities? What could I be doing? But this, you know, it's backwards. This is a really great question to ask, but it's not the first question to ask. So it's not the wrong question. There are no wrong questions. It's just not the right time. You know, it's like we're doing a performance and they, that question wanders onto stage and you're like, Psst, no, man, like you're in act seven. Like, we're not there. We're not there. Get out of here. So that was the good question. I was like, OK, we don't need you right now because I don't even know how I feel. I don't even know what I need. I have not paused long enough to quiet my mind, to be in my body to even know where I was. Like my mind was leading. It's like that dog that's just leading the person. <laughs> it's like, let's, let's stop. Let's stop. So, dear listener, how are you feeling? Right now, in this moment, 
you don't have to think too hard about it. This is not a long journaling prompt, you know, like, how you doing? What is happening right now? Right now in your body, how do you feel? Did you even notice you had a body? Are you like, oh, right. <laughs> Let me just straighten my spine a little bit. Okay, right. Yeah, body, you know. So you're listening to a podcast. That's one piece of information that I know. Um, yeah, what's going through your mind? Notice what thoughts you're having. What are you wearing? I'm just kidding. <laughs> Is that a new scrunchie? <laughs> You put pants on today. That's fantastic. It's more than most people are doing. <laughs> and it's not a competition. Okay, so just getting an overall snapshot of like, are you comfortable? Are you tense? Have you been indoors too long? Have you washed your hair recently? You know, are you feeling a little cranky? Have you eaten? Like, just look at the real basics of where you are right now. Okay. And the second question I want you to ask yourself is, what do you need? What do you need? Do you need anything? Do you need some food? Water? Some time? Do you need to get outside if you're not already there? That's right, you can breathe. Being still, you know, it might even be too much right now to do. Um, you know, a 90 day challenge, it might be too much to like formally commit to 40 days of meditation. In this moment right now, you can answer the question, what do you need? And it's okay if you don't know. Because that's the truth. <laughs> if it's the truth. And then maybe you'd like to know. So maybe the thing is like, oh, I'm just going to pay more attention to what I might need. That's it. Um, beyond needs, what would you like? What would you like? What would make you feel a little better? You might be in a place where feeling great isn't really the next option, right? You might be taking baby steps towards that. And what I have heard from many of you is that lowering the bar is really difficult you know, we think that we're being kind to ourselves. We think that we're taking it slow and we're not, you know, suddenly self-care becomes this accomplishment, becomes a checklist, becomes something that we're doing wrong. You know, I have listened to many people, um, um, like apologize or make up that they're behind somehow. Like, oh, I haven't found my schedule or I haven't started, you know, the self-care thing, or I haven't, whatever, been really productive or, you know, sourdough bread, whatever. And, uh, you know, this is not a competition. And these are really like, these times have never happened before. So um, we're all going to go through different things at different times. And uh, just because you checked in with yourself once, <laughs> doesn't mean that you won't have to do it again tomorrow. 
you know? And I'm saying this again from experience (laughs) because uh, I've been doing this for like over two years and there was definitely a lot of getting used to. There was definitely like, okay, like, so one day I'd have a day where I felt like I kind of had this self-care thing figured out. Oh, this is how I need to take care of myself. This is how I need to create the conditions of healing. Great. And I made up that I had figured it out and that I didn't need to keep repeating it. Like the woodpecker, I was like, peck, and I was done. And that's not (laughs) the way it works. I want you to keep in mind that with all that is happening, picture yourself like a computer. And, you know, before all this virus stuff, maybe you were struggling in a relationship. Maybe you were ending a relationship. Maybe you were starting a relationship. Whatever it is, in the one way or the other, it takes energy. It takes vulnerability. It takes courage. It's a lot of inquiry. You know, it's a lot of effort. So you're running a program. You're running your program and part of your brain is working on that. It's working on your body. It's working on a whole bunch of levels. And then, you know, maybe you were having, you know, launching a business, creating something, planning something. That was taking up a lot of energy. You had some structure in your life, whatever. There might be other struggles that you were having with, health challenges, all kinds of things. Running different programs, it'll be different for everyone. And then this happens, you know? And then, you know, other things are happening as a result. Things are shifting, right? If you're still in business, you know that the way people are spending money is shifting, you know? And that's something to be curious about, right? You can't just count on the usual flow of things that you thought was so predictable. It's different. That takes a lot of energy to pay attention to that, to come in with hope and creativity under a time of stress. It takes a lot of energy. Then there's like just the news, taking that in and, you know, the, the grief you may be feeling, the worry and the stress you may be feeling, if you know somebody who's sick, if you're sick yourself, like that takes up a lot of space. There's all kinds of things you don't necessarily have the bandwidth for all of it at once. And when you put that expectation on yourself that you should be able to just add more things, including like, to be honest, it's, 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 it's so fascinating to me how many people think that they should be able to handle this no problem. I'm like, really? pandemic, you know, like all this uncertainty, you think that you should be like having your most productive season. You might, but like, really, (laughs) you know, just take a step back for a second. Why would you have that expectation that something that has never happened before, something that you have never moved through before, that you're, you should just know how to do this. So, you know, I am for that, of course. I am for you thriving in chaos. I am for you succeeding. I am for hope in, you know, strange times and for the beauty that comes from the struggle and the pressure, right? This is all like nature's cycles and, uh, you know, I would love it if you were surfish, of course, right? I'm not saying like be sad if you're not sad. I'm saying... Start with the right question. How are you doing? How are you really doing? What do you have access to and what can you feel? 
and what do you need from this place? Not what you think you should need, not what you think you should be doing. You know, it's like, you know, when you start with the tool, you know, it's like if a, you know, wooden spoon shows up in your life. Hello. (laughs) Hi. And then the spoon comes in and it's like, hey, and you're like, wow, what could we do with the spoon? Well, I could draw a face on it and make a puppet. I could stir my butternut squash soup. I could dig a hole in the yard and bury all my money. You could do all these things with a spoon, sure, but what did you want to do? Like, (laughs) you're just, this is wonderful, again, like creative, exciting brainstorming energy. Is it the time? You know, if you catch yourself in brainstorming, again, don't make yourself wrong for doing it. It's a great skill. Just not yet. That's act seven, you know, like be like, oh, wow, look at me with all my ideas of how I can volunteer. Look at me with all my ideas of the things that I could bake and do. Look at all the things, uh, ideas that I have about connecting with my family in new ways or, you know, whatever. Doing good in the world. It's great. Put a pin in it. Go, that's great. Wonderful to know that I'm so talented at brainstorming. So I know that when I come back to that, when it's time to brainstorm, it'll be there. It'll be there. You have that skill. You're a creative being, right? That's like, you know, you want to find the direction. And I think for a lot of us, um, you know, and you check in, if this doesn't resonate with you, you've probably turned it off (laughs) already. But, um, you know, if it doesn't resonate with you, then, then you'll know, trust yourself, right? I'm speaking to the parts that I see people um, not trusting and the part that people often need more permission for, right? Because I know you don't need permission to do a 40-day meditation challenge, to take all the free classes, to, you know, all the things. Those are heavily encouraged. We get lots of messages and rewards for those things. I don't need to tell you to do those things, I don't need to tell you that like, that's a good thing to do. We have a lot of pressure of being productive and we bring that uh, culture of productivity into our own healing and it just doesn't work. (laughs) And um, yeah, I can speak from like amusement and experience on this. So um, the permission is, you know, You don't even have to pick a direction right now. I was just speaking with somebody um, who got some really huge news. Lots of things going on. In the the pie chart of shit going on, there's a lot going on in this person's life. Any one of those pie slices would be enough to be completely understandable um, for that person to rest or to grieve, to feel, to take a break and regroup, but they're all happening at once. And this sweet person, um, you know, was working on giving herself permission to not decide anything today. That maybe, you know, doing the laundry and, you know, cooking was enough for today. And, you know, it's, you, it's starting with those baby steps, whatever you have access to, Like, that was what she had access to. And um, I'd like to, you know, what's the word when you're like, I see you're not doing anything today and I raise you seven days. What if you gave yourself to not do, make any decisions for a week? 
Because what's the rush? Like none of these things require decision making. It's slowing everything down. There's no hurry. And really, are you getting anywhere further ahead? If you like hop in your car and you drive an hour, but you don't really know what direction that you wanted to go in, are you further ahead or do you just feel like you've been productive? So if this is something you need to hear, put the car in park. (laughs) What is this? My 14th metaphor of the podcast. (laughs) You're allowed to just take stock. You're allowed to just be here. You're allowed to not know for a little while. It might take a while for the answers to rise. And this in you know, this relationship with you, in your loving relationship with you, this is where you're building trust. Right? Are you somebody who jumps in the car and races and does the things that you quote unquote should do? And what if you didn't? What if you didn't? Do you trust that an answer will come to you? It's scary. I think it's very comforting (laughs) to want to jump into action and feel like you're doing something. To show the world, to show yourself, like, look, 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 see, I'm doing something. But are you? Or are you just postponing that moment of sitting down, asking how you're doing, and giving yourself all the time that you need to actually answer the question? The good news is that this is a practice. Cultivating trust with yourself is a practice. And the more that you do it, the sooner that response time becomes. I can also speak from experience on this. And that goes with anything. That goes with dating. It goes with work. It goes with family. It goes with healing. It goes with all the things. You're allowed to pause you are allowed to say, I'm going to think about that for a bit. You're allowed to take time. You're not expected to have the answers all the time. Not by me. And that's why I'm really glad that you joined me here. It can be really, um, kind of, you know, I'm trying to find a word other than contagious. But, you know, when you're in a culture, even a small culture, like a family or a workplace, if everybody's kind of behaving the same way, in a frenetic kind of way, lots of chaos, lots of, you know, pinballs back and forth, it takes a lot of courage to be the one to slow down. It takes a lot of courage to go against the grain and to be the one who's like, I'm going to pause. I'm going to be certain. I'm going to ask for help. I'm going to slow this down. So I send you tons of courage and compassion. I remind you to just slow way down and ask, see what question you're answering in your mind, and then choose the question that you want to answer. Now, this is really fun because you can ask anything, right? Like, is it fun to answer the question, what should I be doing right now? <laughs> Perhaps. Um, 
versus like, say another question, like, um, what would be the kindest thing I could do for myself right now? What would be the most gentle approach to the week? What if this was easy? What if this was enough? I hope that this is beneficial. It is a simple moment of pause. But it's a really powerful shift. Because like I, you know, that image of the car, you're getting in the car and driving. I mean, gosh, I know and you know, you can get in that car. And you can go a long way down the road. You didn't even look at the sign. Like it's someone else's road. It's like, where are you going? None of it's a waste. Right? You just, you can't take it back. And hopefully we learn from these experiences. I wish you stillness and I wish you self-trust. Listen to yourself. Take whatever you hear from me and um, anywhere for that matter, any other podcast, book, whatever you're reading, whoever is advising you right now, take it in, try it on, let it land. Ask yourself, is this resonating? Do I feel like this is true for me? And it doesn't have to be black and white either. It can be what parts are true for me? What parts is Danette not speaking to because Danette has Danette's experience, right? There are certain things that I can't speak to. What is the pieces that are missing that you know? That's the voice you want to listen to. Get in a good relationship with that person. You are someone worth loving and it all starts with you. I thank you so much for being here. Thank you for coming on this walk with me. And of course, thank you always to Allison Tarr of techcoven.com, which is the official sponsor of the Soft Shoulder Podcast. Um, Take good care of you and of others by keeping your physical distance. And I'll talk to you soon.